Hi, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 47 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. So this is my first podcast of 2019, so a very happy new year to you all. Beekeeping Short and Sweet, a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. Well, the Christmas break certainly flew past very, very quickly, and now it's the new year and time to set out some plans and goals for the new season, as well as get everything ready for the start whenever that should come. Last year was a particularly cold, slow start for me, at least compared to some of our more average seasons. I know that a lot of you will face far more severe winters than I will ever experience here in the UK, but last year we struggled with what was termed the beast from the east, which delayed our normal start to the season for several weeks. But you never know how the season's going to work out, so it's always good to be ready. Today, I just wanted to talk through some of the plans and goals that I've got for this coming season and share those with you and maybe encourage you to set out some plans and goals for yourselves. I still have so much to do at the moment, even with the fabulous help that I get from both Pete and Steph. We've just had delivery of several hundred frames to make up for this year, so this will need to be sorted out as well as more cleaning. There always seems to be cleaning. I've still got some feeders to wash out and store, and those always seem to get left longer than I would want to, really. So I must stop procrastinating and get into cleaning mode at some point, but maybe not this week. Another job that needs a lot of attention is the allotment apiary. For those of you who are unfamiliar with allotments, they're small areas of land that the local council rent out to residents to grow fruit and veg on. And we're lucky enough to be allowed to keep bees on ours too. So I have a small area about 2 metres by 6 metres where I currently have one nucleus colony. And it features in several of the videos that I've posted both to Patreon and on YouTube. Unfortunately, the colony in that apiary is the one with the chronic bee paralysis virus. But they're still alive, so who knows, they may see out the winter and be fine, and maybe even shake off the virus. Anyway, we have to enclose this area with netting to be respectful to our fellow allotmenteers, as I term them, and recent high winds have pretty much destroyed all of the netting and posts that uh, surround that area. So I need to replace everything before the bees get active again in the spring. And I think this time I'm going to put in some stronger posts. If chronic bee paralysis virus is something that you're concerned about, do take a look at the videos. They're both on YouTube and the Patreon pages as well. So do check them out. This weekend, I'm finally getting out to treat the bees with the oxalic acid sublimator. So we'll be shooting a video or two featuring that. I'm hoping to have my support team on hand again to assist, so that'll be Pete and Steph. Uh, So hopefully they'll help with all the mechanics of not just treating the bees, but we're also going to be shooting the videos, taking photographs for social media, and uh, I might even try recording some audio for the podcast as well, although I'm not too sure how that will go recording out on location. But we'll give it a try, and if it's worthwhile uh, posting, I'll maybe get it set up for a week or two's time. Before we get into my plans for the new season, I wanted to say a big hello to those of you who've taken the time to send me your messages of support recently, specifically regarding the podcast. It's really lovely to hear from beekeepers around the world 
who are listening in. So thank you so much for listening and for getting in touch with me. Okay, so let's get into the meat of this podcast before time slips away. Planning for the new season. Beekeepers all have their own ways of deciding what they want to do for the coming season and have different priorities. So I'm not saying this is how you should work. It's just the best way that I've found to try to have some focus and direction for the coming season. I seem to have so many things going on. It's always good to have a plan to stick to. If you do have something different that works for you, then stick with that. Don't go letting me confuse the way you organise your beekeeping, unless, of course, there's something here that helps you. And please do share how you get ready for the new season too. I always love finding out new and better ways of doing things myself. Anyway, I always start with the end in mind. So by that, I'm thinking about what I want to take into next winter. That's winter 2019 to 2020. Once I've got a plan for next winter, I can then work backwards from there and plan everything pretty much month by month. Currently, we've got around 70 colonies, small, I know, by a lot of beekeeping standards, but I know that many of you will have just a few colonies, maybe just one or two or up to a dozen or so. And I try to focus most of my thoughts and practices on those of you that have got the lower numbers of colonies and are relatively new to beekeeping. Once you get to 50 plus colonies or have kept bees for a few years, you generally have a fair idea of what you're about and what works well for you. That said, I'm always learning new stuff, so hopefully there's something for everyone here in my podcasts. So back to my plans. My number one goal this year is that I want to finish the year with at least 100 colonies. It's been a target that I've had set for several seasons now, and I fully anticipate losing a few of the weaker colonies this year as we head into spring. So I think I'm going to need to put in place maybe 40 or 40 plus new colonies. To start with, I need to have the physical hives to fill with bees. It's no good having a target of 100 colonies without having the boxes to put them in. So bringing it all the way back to the present, I need to go out to the apiaries and count up all of the spare kit that I've got to make sure that I can achieve that goal. I know I definitely need more floors, and I've been planning with Pete to make up a lot of new floors not just for these new colonies that we're going to put in place, but also to replace some of the older floors that I've got. Of course, we'll need fresh frames and foundation for those hives too. And now we're in the winter sales here in the UK, it's a good time to place orders for that kit too. There's absolutely no point in waiting until the week before we need the frames and finding that we've got to pay full price for them. I certainly don't want to pay full price and the bees don't really mind whether it's in the sale or not either. So it's another good reason for planning your season and saving yourself some money. Okay, so now I know that I want to create around 40 new colonies. If I happen to only get to a total of 95 colonies or end up with 110, I'm not really going to complain too much. Let's assume then that I have all the boxes ready. I know that I've got plenty of available brood boxes. Uh, In fact, I think the only thing that I really need is going to be the open mesh floors. And obviously that's the project that me and Pete are going to tackle, hopefully in the next month or so. The next decision is when I want to fill those boxes. And here we've got several different options. Firstly, I could buy in nukes, use those nukes to fill all of those boxes immediately in late spring. It's going to be too late now to order overwintered nukes. Most of those 
will have been sold well in advance of Christmas. So I'd have to take spring-produced nukes, and that would probably be in late May. The downside to this, of course, is that nukes are becoming ever more expensive. I've seen prices upwards of £250 or more, so to buy in 40 of those is just going to be way too much. So let's have a look at the other options. I could split 40 colonies in spring, just as they're throwing queen cells and fill boxes that way, and that's a far more cost-effective way of filling those boxes rather than buying in nukes but it would mean that I'd lose any spring crop from those colonies. Depending on how quickly those colonies settle down, I could see a decent return from the summer crop of honey from them, so that's possibly an option for me. This of course relies on the new queens mating successfully and going on to be productive colonies in their own right, and we all know that that doesn't always work out, so I'd maybe have to split a few more than 40 to make sure that I hit the numbers. Another way to produce the 40 colonies would be to use one of my favourite methods of splits, and that's to create two nukes from one parent colony. This method creates two smaller nucleus colonies and leaves the parent colony with enough bees to build up to be a decent strong colony in the summer to be able to produce a half-decent crop of honey. Also, this means splitting just 20 colonies as you get two for the price of one, as it were so you're not splitting quite as many of your original colonies. Another option would be to wait until the summer crop is over. For me, this is the end of July, and then I could split the colonies and make up queenless nukes and introduce queens that we've raised specifically over the summer for that purpose. An advantage of this is that I'd get the full season of honey from all my colonies and only split them as we head into the autumn. They'd have plenty of time to build up and be strong enough going into the winter months. I could just rely on my colony's swarming instincts and grab swarms as they happen, but I probably see less than 10% of any swarms that I lose, so I don't think that's such a good idea, I guess. I could go with a mixture of maybe both methods, split some colonies early and then split the rest that I need in August. In fact, for the benefit of showing everyone the different methods on video, I think that's probably what I'm going to do. It allows me to have several different methods to show everybody, both on YouTube, but specifically on our Patreon page. So I'm going to look at splitting around 10 colonies using the two nukes from one hive method just as soon as they throw up some queen cells in the spring. I'll split around another three or four using the artificial swarm method, again just to demonstrate that method on video, and I'll split the rest that I require in August to top up the total number to 100 colonies or thereabouts. Now to me that feels like a really good plan. It's my primary purpose for this year's beekeeping and it gives me a defined workload to focus on. And that's really important because I've got so many other things that I'm concentrating on as well. To have everything set out in front of me at least gives me a road map of where I want to go. Everything else will fall into place around this number one goal of increase. Our queen rearing plans will certainly revolve around that and specifically the Nico system in various forms. So we'll trap the queen in the Nico cage but I'll probably also do some grafting into the cell cups as well. And I'll certainly use the cloakboard method of producing nice plump queen cells but I'll also do some separate grafting using the JZBZ cell cups as they were really simple to use too and quite successful for us last year.
we have a number of colonies that are just not very friendly at the moment and I'll be looking to swap out the queens in those as early as I can manage but that will just have to wait for the weather really it's not something that you can rush into if the local weather conditions are a bit unfavorable patience is the key to successful queen rearing and choosing the right time can play as much of a role as selecting the right colony as the donor colony honey production will be what it will be on the back of this plan had i wanted out and out honey production i may have planned the splits differently and gone for a much later august split but a lot will depend on the way the season starts out of course and you have to be prepared to move the goalposts a little to accommodate the weather conditions all of my plans are going to feed in directly around my number one goal of increase for this season I'm looking to continue to produce uh, lots of videos and podcasts, primarily for my Patreon supporters, and I'll be reminding myself of my goals as I go through the season. I'm glad to say that uh, capital expenses shouldn't be quite as bad as uh, last year. I have most of the equipment I need now in place regarding honey extraction and honey management. The new equipment from last year has been absolutely fantastic. The uh, Carl Fritz 20-frame radial electric extractor and the brush uncapper were absolutely brilliant they both saved me lots of time and were really effective i'd like to this season get a honey sump and a pump at some point prior to our main summer extraction as i've got a specific workflow set up that's going to allow me to manage and extract the honey from 70 plus colonies in my honey room which measures just three meters square so you don't need masses of space to handle honey but you do need to be organized and that's something that i've not always been in the past so there we are there's my plans for this season fairly straightforward uh, fairly easy to follow but everything will filter in to that one goal which is increase and as we go through the season i'll keep you updated on how things are going and how it relates to my target for the year Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for hanging around until the end of the podcast, and we'll catch up next time. But until then, I'm Stuart Spinks, and that was beekeeping short and sweet. (laughs) 